0: Place a beehive on my grave and let the honey soak through. When I'm dead and gone, that's what I want from you. The streets of heaven are gold and sunny, but I'll stick with my plot in a pot of honey. From Sue Monk Kidd Hello everyone, I'm Rob McCall, and this is the Awanaja Almanac, devoted to feeling at home in nature and breaking down the wall of hostility between us and the rest of creation. This is the Almanac for May 25th to June 1st, 2018. We're coming up on the full flower moon, and here are some natural events. By now, most of us have witnessed the return of the insects, which sounds like a B-movie, but happens in real life every spring when the weather gets warm. Even before the emergence of the black flies, about which we will say no more today, it was the appearance of inside our houses of overwintering ladybugs, clusterflies, varieties of wasps. And if you live in or near pine woods, you may also be seeing exotic-looking brown bugs with a shield shape and widened lower hind legs, sometimes called leaf-legged bugs, crawling around your house or gathered in a warm winter. Now this bug is not the dreaded marmorated stink bug, Haliomorpha hales, which is infesting houses and attacking gardens by the tens of thousands in the mid-Atlantic states. That particular noxious beast hasn't overtaken Maine yet. More likely we're seeing the western conifer seed bug Leptoglossus occidentalis, which lays its eggs on pine needles and feeds on the young pine cones. This critter first arrived in Pennsylvania from out west in the 1990s and now inhabits New England states up into Canada. And this bug has some redeeming qualities to it. It walks and flies rather slowly and so can be easily captured and taken outside using the handy jar and postcard trick. Further, it does not bite, and it is not going to decimate our gardens or pine forests, or so the experts say. So we can keep that in mind. And the other good news is that all of these critters really want to get outside now, so all we need to do is help them. Here's a field and forest report. Bees on the barrens would be a great name for a fiddle tune, and that's just what we're seeing here in wild blueberry country as the hives have arrived on their northward journey with the spring from the orange groves in Florida to the peach groves in Georgia to the apple orchards and blueberry barrens here in Maine and in Canada. What the bees and the beekeepers and the growers and all of us who love fresh local fruit want, are a few days of beautiful blue and green weather so the bees can get out and work. They don't like cool or wet or cloudy and will just stay home. Beekeeping is an increasingly difficult enterprise due to pesticides in the environment, and we are always thrilled to see the hives arrive to crown the bloom. There is no more beautiful sight on earth, in one man's opinion, than an apple tree in full bloom being worked by clouds of bouncing, buzzing bees. From the Saltwater Report, a National Fisherman reports this week that a Canadian salmon farming corporation has been illegally using pesticides to kill sea lice off of Head Harbor on Campobello Island, and likely poisoning lobsters in the process. And this is not the first time for them either. Sea lice are not insects, they're copepods, like shrimp, but they can quickly ruin a closely packed population of salmon in crowded pens. Any pesticide used in the pens quickly enters open water. So here's a rank opinion. Our perpetual war on insects is going no better than our war on drugs or our war on cancer or our war on terror. That is because war, defined as the organized killing of one's own or another species, is not natural and rarely merits the costs. Insects quickly outmaneuver our poisons by going through one to three or more generations a year with hundreds or thousands of offspring, as compared to humans who go through one generation every 20 years or so. Insects evolve much more rapidly than humans and thus develop resistance to our attacks very quickly. Someday we will learn what the honeybee already knows attack for them is the very last resort, for when they use it, they die. And finally, a couple of seed pods for you to carry around with you. The first from E.O. Wilson. If all mankind were to disappear, the world would regenerate back to the rich state of equilibrium that existed 10,000 years ago. If insects were to vanish, the environment would collapse into chaos. And from the prophet Muhammad. The believer is like a bee, which eats what is pure and wholesome, and makes what is pure and wholesome. And when it lands on something, it does not break or ruin it. Well, that's the almanac for this quarter moon, but Don't take it from me. Go out and see for yourself.